0: good morning and welcome to Noah's window. Yesterday, we were talking about a little season where I think Peter got ahead of God, but now in chapter two, we're gonna see Peter fully synced up with God working in his life. It's the day of Pentecost when the church begins, thousands accept Christ, and church hasn't stopped running since that time. But God used Peter to preach on the day of Pentecost. And one of my favorite chapters in the Bible is Peter's sermon on the day of Pentecost. It's just a great, great sermon that I love to read. Um, And he gets to the end that we have recorded of his text, and he's encouraged people to accept Christ, and they do. He he tells them how to be saved. But there's something interesting that I think we can lose sometimes as we look through that story of Pentecost, and that is, well, the Bible says, then Peter continued preaching for a long time. So (laughs) the text that we have of his sermon is just really kind of how it began and how Peter Show them how to be saved. But evidently Peter keeps preaching, strongly urging his listeners, and I have this line underlined in my Bible in, in, in thick lead, save yourselves from this crooked generation. Now clearly when Peter says save yourselves, he's not talking about salvation like the salvation of your soul or eternal life because we know that Jesus does that. We can't mm-hmm. save ourselves. But Peter is saying to his audience, you have to rescue yourself from this crooked generation. One of the reasons, Mary Alice, why I have this verse underlined in bold is I really think this is an important message for us in 2022, maybe more than ever before. God will not rescue us from this generation. I'm not talking about the rapture, which he he will do when Jesus comes for us. But basically, God is saying, we have to decide whether we're going to go along with this generation or we're going to go God's way. And that's not something that God's going to do. We have to make that choice. He will not make that choice for us. Isn't that right? Absolutely. And there's so much pressure
1: on us to capitulate and just to go with the flow, especially in this modern generation where the mob seems to just carry everybody along with it. And whatever direction they're
0: going, you know, right now the the hot issue is transgender. Mm-hmm. Whatever that I mean, those are all words people make Made them up. Yeah, yeah. And, and then all of a sudden we start treating those words like they have equity. But um, I was just reading this morning in the news that there's a court case where a judge just slowed down uh, a process where the question is whether or not the public school system in a particular place has the authority to. Encourage a gender switch, even though the parents don't want that to be the case. And in
1: often case, the parents don't even know. They they will uh, deliberately keep the parents out, out
0: of the loop. Well, one of the things about being older, like you and I are, is we remember a world where this would have been considered. No one would have believed. it. No one, no one, would, have one would have ever this. believed I mean, this could. Happen. There's there's an insanity at, mm-hmm, uh, at on this particular theme that, and yet, and yet today our culture is embracing this. I mean, even in in many respects, our government is embracing this. So I really think that is just one element, one element, just one example of what the Bible is talking here about in rescuing ourselves from that. In other words, what I believe the Bible is telling us here is we may have to live in this world, but not to get caught up in the thought right. process. Right. Is that how and you, how you hear that?
1: Absolutely. We, we get our marching orders from the Lord and from his word and not from the culture and the culture will scream at us and try to make us follow along with them. But we don't have to do that. We, you know, when we're, we're God's children and we can stand up against those things and uh, make the right choices.
0: You know, in the Bible, there are several words for sin. Um, There's the primary word for sin. The Greek word means to miss the mark, to come short of what we should be in God's sight. Then there's another word that we read often that's called transgression, which means to cross the line. But there's a word that we see often that I think applies directly to this particular verse. And it's the word iniquity, which just means crookedness. Mm. And so every time you read the word iniquity, or at least if if it's translated correctly in in your Bible, it means crookedness. And so what I believe that the Bible is teaching us here through Peter's preaching is, we have to rescue ourselves from the crookedness of this generation. You know, in other words, the standards are not straight.
1: And they're, and they're deceptive. Yeah. And, and I remember, you know, even in the garden, Satan is so predictable, but even in the garden, he, he creates doubts and confusions that throw us off balance. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's one of the things in our generation because as Christians, we love everyone. We truly love everyone. And we are compassionate towards people that are, are uh, struggling and suffering. Um, and I think that in this particular case, that's being used in, in a way that's uh, confusing
0: to most. Confusing yeah. to most. Well, I like your word confusing because when I hear Peter say, rescue yourself from this crooked generation, to me, what he's talking about here is truth. Mm. What he's saying is don't believe the lies right. and, and line up with the truth. Because at the end of the day, Peter could have preached his whole sermon about the grace of God, which would have been true. But if people chose to believe lies, then the grace of God would become irrelevant to them. Wouldn't make any sense. It's
1: true. And I think... As Christians, we need to examine what we're being called on to believe. First of all, compare it to the Word. But then looking at some of these things that are being put out there, they don't even make sense.
0: I know. One of the things that's troubling you and me a lot right now is when we look at churches in America Mm -hmm. that that used to teach the truth. And and what's happening is little by little they're conceding Mm -hmm. what God has to say. Well, I know what the Bible has to say, but these are different times. So consequently, even though the Bible says this very clearly, we're going to give that one away. Mm-hmm. In order to, in order to, to adjust to the culture, which Peter said we have to rescue ourselves from.
1: Well, and we'll get hurt, you know we'll hear about speaking the truth in love, which we do, but you they they don't seem to hear the truth part.
0: Yeah. They, well, they hear the love I don't part think they the the hear the love part either. Right. Because That's true. Truly, If you're not right, right, if you're not
1: telling the truth, you don't really. Love you know. It. I
0: mean, here's the thing: when our boys are growing up, I'm sure that in their human nature they would have thought that you shouldn't tell them to clean their room that you shouldn't tell them to eat things uh that were healthy you know they would they'd rather eat donuts and, and drink coke mm-hmm. and and you could have said no you can't do that well by today's standard you don't love them
1: right and you yet it would be
0: insane do. you know we hear a lot about we hear about a lot about toler- tolerance and tolerance it if it's correctly defined is a good thing but a lot of times what's called tolerance is really permissiveness mm-hmm. you know and that's we really wouldn't work. we
1: wouldn't tell our four-year-old grandson sure you can ride your tricycle out there on the highway because you know it's smooth surface i can go really fast right. you know that's not that's not love to well just say and,
0: but nor would it be an absence of love if you told him he couldn't thank you which is thank which you. is what we see a lot yeah. in our culture today Well, I just, I think to me, this is a great text. And as I said, I have a lot of things underlined in different ways in my Bible. This one's in bold, you know, where Peter said, you have to rescue yourself from this generation one more time. I'm really, really clear on this. He didn't mean you have to save yourself in any fashion because there's nothing we can do to save ourselves in regard to eternal life and forgiveness of sin. Jesus paid for that on the cross. But Peter is telling us, we do have to rescue ourselves from the, from the, from the mindsets of and these the cultures, culture, you know. That's right. And it's more, more, more important today than ever, I mm-hmm. think. We really do need prayer on this one, Mary Alice, because those it's pressures true. are on all of us every day, it's and true. especially on our kids and grandkids, you know. Yeah, it is true. Because they're just being baptized in this cultural crookedness. Confusion. Confusion, yeah. You know? Pray for us.
1: Yes, let's pray. Well, Father, these are difficult days we're living in, and the culture around us is um, pushing so hard and screaming so loud at us to abandon your word and your truth and to accept things that we know are not only against your will, but they're harmful to the people that, that are are being imposed on these things. They're, they're, they're gonna hurt people. It's, it's not good, it's not right. And Father, just give us courage. Give us wisdom and give us courage. Help us to stand for truth in love, in this generation, even when it's uh, not popular, and even when it causes people to falsely accuse us of things. And um, it's a hard thing, Father, but most of all, Father, I just pray that you would help us to represent you well. We want to be light shining in this dark place. And Father, we we need only a wisdom that only you can give. And we need courage, and we want to be strong and faithful in this day and this hour. And we ask you for that, Father, for every family that's watching or listening to Noah's Window, I know we all have challenges, even within our families, of the damage this culture is doing, the confusion yes. that it's causing, and the, yes. the heartache and the pain and the difficulties. Father, I just pray that you would give us what, uh, the, the courage to, to stand up for truth in, in spite of this. But Father, um, beyond our ability, we just pray that you would come in and rescue our loved ones that are confused. Bring clarity, bring truth in such a way that we we can see clearly what your will is and what your truth is. And Father, I just pray that you would uh, deliver us from the evil one who has uh, caused so much heartache and pain. And uh, we just know that you're able, you're more powerful than he is, Father. And you are able to help us to uh, save ourselves from this generation to stand strong and tall for you. And help us to love well, but help us to live well uh, in your truth. And we'll give you all the glory and the praise and the honor. And we ask all this in Jesus'
0: name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mary Allison. Thank you for joining us today on Noah's Window. God willing, we'll be back tomorrow. In the meantime, hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you.
1: God bless. See you soon.